Where's my friend Gary? Gary speaks about how he has ADHD. I think I've heard that a couple of times from you. Well, I just want to tell you I'm a kindergarten teacher, and I have the worst case of ADHD. In fact, my family, um, I went to the doctor a few years ago, and I said, I just think I need that test. Like, is there like a test that you can find out if you have ADHD? Because my family feels like I do. My principal has told me I do. I forget things. Anyways, long story short, I took the test. It's this written five-page paper. And every single question that my family answered, they cracked up laughing. Because every one I was, if it was a one out of a five, I was a 10. So I just want to let you know, I had to make 12 pages of notes because if I don't, I'm positive I will be all over the place. So I apologize that I'm probably going to stand right here as I speak. Um, But in all honesty, the Lord did um, place some things on my heart to share today. And I really just hope that it blesses everybody. Um, The message is a little bit of a focus on a daughter's perspective, a mother's perspective, and a wife's perspective. And my walk with Jesus has been awesome. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I've only been a believer for... Um, 10 years this September. And I know, and I can tell you that parenting and being a wife before Jesus was way harder than it is now. I have that strong foundation now that I can turn to when everything is hard, when everything is broken, when We've had a loss of a job when, I mean, I can't even, I could tell you a million stories. We've had cancer in our family. We've had loss. And I can tell you that man with Jesus, it's okay. It's going to be all right. So anyways, I'm already way off topic, but um, I'm appreciated. I'm so appreciative to be here today. And I just want to kind of chuckle with you about this. I was researching Mother's Day. And do you know that Mother's Day is the third largest card-giving day? And the second largest gift-giving day surpassed only by Christmas. Wow, moms. Guess what? We are almost as important as Santa Claus. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think of moms and the influence that you've had on our children. And honestly, I kind of think either you were the reason your child loves Jesus, or you were the reason they needed to find Jesus. So thank you, moms, for all that you have done. (laughs) Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I just ask you today for blessing over this conversation that we'll have together. Lord, I just ask that Anybody here that is a mother, that was a mother, that is grieving as a mother, the loss of a child, the the grieving of maybe never having a child, Lord, I just ask that you be with all the moms today, whether in their joy, whether in their grief, whether in their sorrow. God, I ask that you just use me today to pour blessing over these people here today. God, help this be a a story of encouragement that we all can just be blessed by. I thank you for the work you've done in my life. I thank you for the work you've done in in the church's life here. Um, And I just love you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so today I want to start by honoring the women's faith, a mother's faith. I want to focus on 
um, the mother's faith that we can see in, a, in the Bible in 2 Timothy. When I was praying over what I would speak about, 2 Timothy kept popping up. In the verse where Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy and he's saying, wow, oh yeah, it should it should be, wait, is it up? Okay, there it goes. Sorry, I already lost it on my paper. I am reminded of your sincere faith that I see in you, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. And I just want you to think about the time when Apostle Paul was kind of talking about a woman and noticing that a woman, a mother's faith, was represented in her child. I think that's pretty cool that um, a mother in those times did get respect for the love that she shared. And I want to focus on the fact that it talked about a sincere faith. I know it never said a perfect faith, and I'm positive his mom and his grandmother failed, but there was something special that they did and gave to, that they gave to Timothy that the Apostle Paul went, whoa, there is something different in you. So I just want to thank moms for all of your love and for all of your faith in your children and the faith that you're giving them. Um, and today, I'm already, I'm already lost. I knew that would happen. And anyways, um, today I want to share a message of hope and faith with you. My goal is to encourage you all um, to know that you are here for a reason. Whether, whatever capacity of a woman you are, whatever, with a man, you are here for a reason. And I know many of us, especially moms, since it's Mother's Day, I'll focus on that, um, we're broken. We're tired. We're ready to give up. The job of a mother is hard. We, um, and we will be able to find the life that God intended for us if we turn back to God. Um, but I want to encourage you today and tell you that God sees everything that you do. He is smiling down on you, moms. And when I think about, my sister just came to visit. She has three boys. I have three girls. So when she comes to visit, oh my gosh, it is nonstop. It, there is pee all over the seat. There is like... <laughs> broken doors when they leave. I still am finding Nerf guns and I, or Nerf gun pellets everywhere around the house. And I just, when I look at her and the love that she's giving those boys, I just think that God is probably looking down and smiling and thanking um, all of us moms for the job we do. So specifically, the three things that Jesus has laid on my heart are three things, from one from a daughter's perspective, one from a mother's perspective, and one from a wife's perspective. Um, the first is honor your parents and don't let bitterness grow. I found that... Um, God kept revealing something in Ephesians 6 to me on that point. Serve unconditionally. In Galatians 6, 9, the thought of serving and not growing weary as we serve. Um, and to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Um, I'm leaving that one for the end because that one relates to our relationship with our husbands. So anyways, <laughs> let's start with Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and you may enjoy long life. So I'm just thinking, what's the alternative of not honoring your parents? It doesn't look so good. And um, I bet sometimes some of you feel like that's easy if you've had a great parent. 
But what happens when you don't have a great parent, when you don't have somebody that was a beautiful model for you? Well, I'm going to share a story about a man that's super special to me. And I'm going to set the stage. It was in 1949. He was five years old. And he, his home was a two-bedroom home, nine children. And his father had just gotten home from war. And he was laying in bed. And this boy, who's five, his bedroom was also in his parents' bedroom. And he sat listening to his father gasping for air, choking. As his mom, he would watch running around, washing dishes, preparing food, taking care of her husband, taking care of the nine other children. And this young boy sat and watched his father, again, just trying to live. Well, suddenly he dies. And his mother, the one who kept it all together, who was the chef, the cook, the carpool person, she broke. Sorry. She turned to prostitution to try to save her family. See, without her husband there, there was no income coming in. And so the mother did what she thought she needed to do. And she turned to prostitution at night, leaving the nine children at home alone, only to discover that the authorities didn't agree with her choice. They came, they took, their, took his mother, and suddenly this young boy was left in a foster home, split up from all nine children, uh, nine brothers and sisters. Well, at that point... He was lucky. He was placed in a foster home with a mother figure that taught him about Jesus, taught him that life isn't always fair, but to, to just go forward. Well, this young boy was fine with all that, but really wanted to be back home. So his sister said, I promise when I turn 18, I'm going to come and get you and I'll bring you back home. So on her 18th birthday, this young boy sat on the front porch of the foster home in his Sunday best, waiting for her to arrive. Well, only a policeman walked up and said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your sister was killed in a car accident last night. You'll need to stay here until you're 17. So this young boy, broken, but had found Jesus, started praying. He started praying for a plan, and that's when he brought, God brought this wonderful woman into his life. Her name is Rayanne. Isn't that funny? It rhymes with plan, Rayanne. Again, I teach kindergarten. Anyways, he brought this great woman named Rayanne into his life. And from that moment, they both came from broken homes. They married, they had four children, they adopted another one and gave these girls this life that was just amazing. Well, guess who that person is? That's my dad. And when I think about how he could have been bitter but chose to turn his life around, his brothers, some of his brothers and sisters chose bitterness went down the path of um, addiction and um, abuse, but he turned it around. So I just want to reflect on Ephesians 6 again. Honor your parents, no matter if they're the best parent or the worst parent from your perspective. In that honoring comes like a beautiful life. And I'm looking, like I, I really feel like I've been blessed because of my parents' choice to honor their parents. Amen, right? Yay. 
So the next point that I'd like to just speak to is from a mother's perspective, and I think you'll like this. How many of you have like little people in your house still? Okay, you're going to love this story. So second point is from Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary for doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. How does God see a mother? Well, I think he sees us kind of like a tree where we're deeply rooted, but we sway back and forth. Culture may tell us this. You can't do it. You need help. You need this. You need that. You need breaks. You need, you know, culture will tell us all of these things. But when we are deeply rooted in Christ as a mother, you can do it. I believe in, you have strength that, like, I kind of feel like moms are like superheroes, to be totally honest. And I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So I have three girls. My husband travels all the time. And so when I had, they're all like, I don't know, like 13 months apart. I feel like I had one right after another. And I was going to Costco to get groceries. And like, that's a big deal to bring three kids to Costco. So I get them all in the car. We drive down the road and, and Carly, Riley says, mom, I don't feel good. I'm like, I know, but we got to get groceries. I need diapers. I need wipes. I mean, there are like six things I had to get. So half an hour down the road, get my groceries, get everything. I'm almost done. And Riley goes, no, mom, I really think I'm going to throw up. And she was maybe 16 months old. And Molly was brand new baby. I had her in the baby Bajoran. I know they have pretty cool things now, but back in the day they were called baby Bajorans. So she throws up all over me all over her sister. And I'm like, I need these diapers or they won't have diapers. Like I just froze. And this woman comes up to me, she takes off her scarf, it was winter, and she just rub, takes the throw up off of my face, then takes the throw up off of Riley. My kids are screaming, everybody's looking, there's throw up everywhere, and she says to me, like this woman, I don't even know her, she's not my mother, she's just a woman of faith, I assume, says to me, let me buy your groceries, you go take your kids, get them in the car, and I'll meet you outside. And I just, I mean, I started to cry. I get in the car, it gets better though. So I'm driving home, I'm feeling all blessed. I'm like, I can do this. I have a couple kids to clean up. I've got a little throw up on me still. It's making me gag as I'm smelling it. Well, so we get to my driveway and Carly says, Mom, I don't feel good. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I grab her. I go to pull her out. Well, the baby, you know how they're backwards facing when they're babies? She throws up all over my newborn baby. The baby starts choking. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Guess what I did? Called my best friend. She shows up, takes one kid out at a time. I'm just crying. I'm frozen. I don't even know what to do. Takes one kid out at a time cleans them up, stays with me, helps me clean the car. Moms, if you don't think your job is important, it is. It matters. I think about that story all the time, and I think about moms that I see with young kiddos that are just exhausted. You matter. So let's give it up to those moms that have little ones. All right. This is my final point of the day. Am I doing good? Nine minutes, look at that. All right, my final point of the day is from a wife's perspective. This is the most challenging one. And actually God has spoken to me 
so much on this topic that it's kind of crazy. In first James or in James 1:19, it talks about being quick to listen, slow to speak, that is not me. I work daily on that, and slow to becoming angry. Um, there also is another verse in 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4, that says your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit, which that is that up there? Oh, cool. Which that of great worth, that is of great worth in God's sight. So how many of you are really quiet? Anybody? Okay, not men. How many women are really quiet? I love that. And I just have so much respect for you. All I can say is this is something that every single Bible study I've done, God has laid on my heart to be the wife that that he really intended me to be. So I'm going to give you a couple examples. Um, Greg's wife, actually. We did a Bible study not too long ago, Power of a Praying Wife. And I was so excited to be part of this Bible study because I was like, yes, we're going to pray for all the things that are wrong with my husband and he is going to change. It's going to be awesome. And so every single week when we went to that Bible study, it was about me. I'm like, huh. And every single prayer, we would, we would start to pray, and it would be, women, have you prayed for your husbands? Your job is to respect your husband. Their job is to love you. I mean, this is in the Bible. This, we got to believe, right? And every time I would read it, I would think, I'm not super respectful. I'm very loud. I like to yell. I like to tell them how to do it my way. But I want to speak to you today and tell you that the transformation I have seen in my husband since I've started to really, really try, and it is a, I mean, it is harder than picking up throw up. I'm not even lying. It is hard. But when I have made the decision to honor my husband, love my husband, respect my husband, it's amazing. And it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, and I can share this right now because my family's not here, my daughter came up to my bedroom and she said to me, you know what, mom? You haven't been a really good role model for what it looks like. Like she was having trouble with her boyfriend. She goes, he tells me I'm so bossy and I speak too much. And I, and I started to think about that and that hurt my heart so much because I want to be her best example when she grows up. And so what I'm learning through this process is I know we're right sometimes, but it takes the men a little longer to catch up. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say, actually, but I kind of mean that a little bit. <laughs> what I meant to say is if we would just trust God with our husbands, Whatever it is, the big things, pornography, addictions, God is bigger than, way bigger than me. And I have seen it. I have firsthand seen that when I step back and pray from silly things like, 
I don't know, I'm very tough on the movies they watch. And we prayed, I just went silent one night and just prayed for my husband. And I said, Lord, if you are okay with my kids watching these movies, I will honor my husband and allow them to watch these movies. Well, it was crazy. One night we all sat down for um, a movie together. And within two minutes... And I know if I had opened my mouth and said, why are we watching this show? It's not appropriate. I didn't say a word. I just prayed. Within two minutes, my husband, his voice said, I don't think this movie is appropriate. Let's have game night. So amen to that, right? So yay. Anyways, um, these are the things I'm learning as a wife, as a mother, and as... um, as a daughter. And in closure, I want to share a really cool story. Again, I love kindergarten. I love teaching. And last week, we were writing a poem about mothers. And these are the best because like, you know, it'll be something like, my mom is 100 years old. (laughs) My mom, oh, we had a funny one this, this year. My mom loves to drink anything at the liquor store is what one little kid said. And I'm like, oh, that, that mom probably has like six kids and probably needs, anyways. So, so to enclosure, this little girl says to me, we get down to the last one and it's, my mom is as important as people did. Doctors, lawyers, I don't know, whatever. They said all these cool things. You know what she said? A tree. And I'm like, oh, a tree. Your mom's as important as a tree. What do you mean, honey? She said, well, last year, or last month, when we were studying Earth Day, you said, we need trees to breathe. We need trees to live. Well, I think my mom's as important as a tree, because without her, we couldn't live. So in closure, when we think about a tree, whether you're a mom, a dad, any... Just anybody. Oh, is that my dinger telling me I need to be done? Okay. Whether, <laughs> whether you're a mom or a dad, whoever, if we are deeply rooted in Christ, like a tree, we can sway with the times. We can, I mean, we can handle the rough winters where we're bare and we have no fruit to bear. We can do it. Through Christ who strengthens us, we can do anything. So amen to the moms out there. Thank you for everything. And thanks for letting me speak.